Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Voris is gone from Church Militant. Christine Niles is gone from Church Militant. I'm not here to do a gloating thing or a I told you so thing or anything like that. I'm not here to do a happy dance because Mike Voris uh, is a sworn enemy of the SSPX, as is Christine Niles. I'm not here to do any of that. In fact, there's an article at 1 Peter 5 I suggest that everyone looks at. We can just show it here quick. My friend Tim Flanders wrote it, talking about Michael Voris repents from, you know, his sins, sort of. Um, he was fired from Church Militant. Uh, he was asked to resign by unanimous decision by the board. It's the same thing. Uh, for breaking the morality clause, I do think it was in, uh, in, irresponsible of Church Militant to release an email like that because everyone's going to assume the worst given his past, but that's their choice. Uh, maybe it is because of that, and okay, that's fine, but just being vague like that I don't think was appropriate. Mike Voris did a video talking about his repentance. He does seem very sincere. I am going to withhold judgment whether or not it's sincere or not. Michael Voris is a professional actor. That's what most mainstream journalists are, is they're just actors. Um, and he was a mainstream actor for a long time, mainstream journalist for a long time before he was a Catholic journalist. He also has a history of narcissism and so forth. And I hope his repentance is real. Um... He has a lot to, an lot to answer for, for what he's done, the things he said about tradition in the SSPX, much of which has been unsubstantiated. The way that they've acted at Church Milton, they've acted like Alinskyites. If you actually look into real journalistic ethics, they don't fit the bill. I'm just sorry, they just don't. Um, I know as a journalist that they, uh, they, they, they're, they're no different in their style and tactic than the Washington Post. They just happen to be right-wing in their morals. But, they're, but they're, their journalistic ethics are very, very shoddy. Um, and anyone in journalism knows this. And the reason why no one was able to speak out against them uh, was because you knew that they acted like communists. You knew that if you tried to speak out against Mike Voris or Christine Niles or whatever, that they would use the whole power of the Church Milton apparatus to come after you and destroy you, just like a communist would. Um, so I have nothing good to say about any of their work. Um, even the work that Church Milton has done as far as defending the Catholic faith. Listen, there's a Bible series that Church Milton put out years ago. It's completely modernist. Um, it buys into all the uh, documentary hypothesis nonsense about the, the compilation of the Bible. It's garbage. It's trash. It shouldn't be read by any Catholics. I think their work is terrible. I hope Church Milton closes down. I hope it's raised from the earth, and I hope it is blotted out from history. I, I, I can't stand it. Um, and I'm going to explain why I the, the temp, why that is in, in full and, and why we've come to this point. Um, but I just want to say, before we continue, um, I do hope Mike Forrest is correct, or so I do hope he is sincere in his repentance. I hope he is confronting his demons. I hope that he goes off to a monastery and gets his life in order, and I hope I see him in heaven. Uh, and I say this because I'm a wretched sinner like everybody, so I'm not throwing stones in glass houses. I'm just calling it like I see it, but I'll spend as much time in the confessional as anybody. Before we continue, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you to all the subscribers who have signed up for YouTube memberships and for um, Substack memberships. Um, there are multiple tiers that you can sign up on YouTube if you're into that, as low as $3 a month. Um, I haven't really asked for money very much in the past. I've sold some products and sort of things like that, but I wasn't in a position to honor the commitments necessary for subscribers, for paid subscribers, but I'm in that position now. So sign up if you'd like to be able to get early access to stuff. Uh, you know, the, in the future, there'll be members only Q and a type things. Um, and also, um, premium articles at the Substack. So if you're into reading, I suggest you sign up there. You can sign up for as little as $3 a month on YouTube. I think it's $8 a month on Substack. 
And um, thank you to all of those who have supported, and I uh, hope you enjoy the show. In any case, I want to get into what I think we've learned from this. What have we learned from this? Well, I was talking to a priest the other day about, well, it was actually at a, a, a spiritual conference I was at, and our priest was trying to help us grow in holiness and things, and was talking about the dangers of spending too much time on the media, the dangers of spending too much time reading the news and so forth. And that's obvious. I think we all can attest to that. So, you know, maybe stop listening to everything else except for my show. I'm just kidding. But uh, there's a danger in it. There is a danger in it because, for one, it's distracting, but also there's just a flood of information that is just unrelenting that we're just not meant to deal with. You know, we are just, you know, I don't believe in evolution, but let's use an evolutionary argument for half a second here. You know, we didn't evolve to have any of this media. <laughs> um, you know, again, I would say we weren't created for that. I'm just speaking a little tongue in cheek here. Um, by the way, when evolutionists say that religion is a hoax, you have to say, well, the whole human race evolved to be religious. So what's wrong with you? You must be the weakest link. Survival of the fittest, baby. All right. You're not going to survive. In any case, um, we're not created for this stuff. I mean, up until 100 years ago, how would you ever know constant nonsense? I mean, even in Canada, you're like a, a canola seed farmer out in Saskatchewan 100 years ago, 120 years ago, uh, before the First World War, for example, before radio. How are you going to know what's going on in Ottawa? You get a paper once a week and you get little things about kind of stuff in Parliament. You're not going to know about this scandal or that scandal. I mean, that's so much healthier. It's so much healthier. We just, you know, the, the, the way that things accelerate the changes in society, the, the mimetic contagions, as Rene Girard would talk about, you know, this idea that we basically, I mean, look what happened with COVID. I mean, I remember the reason I was so freaked out about what happened with COVID. Um, I mean, it's pronounced communism by some, but we'll just use the word COVID for now. I was so freaked out because I remember this thing was just announced. I didn't even know about it because I was on an internet fast doing the Exodus 90 before that. So I had no idea what was going on. I get an email from work saying it was, I was working as a teacher. You're going to be off for two weeks after March break. I'm like, for what? And I look into this COVID thing anyway. And within hours, or it seems like hours, the internet, my wife was on Instagram at the time. There were like these full length, I don't know, full length is the right word, but these animated videos about nurses walking into the fire and poems were written. Uh, you know, there were new gifts, there were new whatever, there were people, celebrity. I mean, it was like, whoa, what just happened? Like, I, I, re, I, I saw right away and I, I said to myself and my wife, I said, this is evil. Whatever you want to think about the actual sickness, this paradigm is completely evil. This is, I didn't use these terms, but this is Rene Girard mimetic contagions. This is copycat um, psychosis. And that's what we saw. I mean, you couldn't even have a contrary opinion without being labeled as a murderer. That's insanity. People lost their ever-loving minds. People's lives were, were ruined because of it. People's family relationships were ruined. I have some that I'll probably never get back. Uh, because, you know, how do you have a relationship with somebody who basically thinks you're a murderer? <laughs> because you disagree about, you know, virology. Like, just, it's so absurd. Um, anyway, so journalism poses a big risk. There is a good way to do journalism. But every journalist will tell you that there is a line that you can cross if you want, but you shouldn't. And this priest was telling, telling us about the dangers of the news, and he called it the myth of journalism. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. So let's look, for example, 
at the sin of detraction, I'll actually just bring up the definition here. Um, detraction meaning. So, um, what is up here? I mean, this is just basic uh, Merriam-Webster, but we'll just use this for now because it's pretty good. So, if you look at the, the definition of it, a lessening of reputation or esteem, especially by envious, malicious, or petty criticism. Synonyms are belittling and disparagement. Okay, let's look up calum calumny. A misrepresentation intended to harm another's reputation. The act of uttering false charges or misrepresentations maliciously calculated to harm another's reputation. Okay. So detraction is basically harming a man's character, and calumny is the same thing, but it's a little bit more specific. A misrepresentation intended to harm another man's character. Uttering false charges or misrepresentations. So, listen. You are still guilty of those sins if you're a journalist. Now, there are certain stipulations for things to count as calumny and not. If something is known and it's not private, um, then you can talk about it. But if you are going to talk about it, well, I should say this, it doesn't mean you must talk about it, but you could talk about it. For example, uh, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of my country, he's a despicable human being with a terrible personal life. I mean, he's one of the most awful Canadians who's ever lived. I think he should be a at least a white-collar prison for all the uh, corruption. I mean, he, if he was a normal citizen, he'd be in jail for what he's done. He'd be in, a, in, a, in a, a prison with all the guys cheating on the stock market and stuff. But in any case, he's got a wicked personal life. Um, so should you talk about his personal life? Well, when Justin Trudeau is calling everybody a racist because it's public information and because you're acting in a, in a state of defense of the innocent people he's calling racist, there's no nothing wrong in bringing up the fact that he has a habit of dressing up like different races for parties. Nothing wrong with that. Um, at the same time, um, if, you were, if you hired a private investigator to follow him and you found out that he had some weird sexual fetish, God forbid anyone had to find that information out, and then you just do a front page story about it in order to bring him down, even if it's a conservative newspaper, that's sinful. It just is. I mean, it's, it's his own sins. It's sinful to just find that and bring it out when you had no right to do that. There are other things to consider as well. If somebody is a priest or a bishop and they are an abuser, um, for the common good, the fact that they're, for the public welfare, the fact that they're over, overseeing minors and vulnerable people, then it is totally fine to expose them. It is. But even there, you have to be careful how you do it. And this is the myth of journalism. Just because you have reason to believe something, just because you think something might be true, going right to the press with it and not going to the person about it and not doing it privately, at least trying to do that, you're in a real danger there of acting sinfully. Because here's the thing. If you're wrong, you've destroyed a man's character. You've, you've destroyed a man's reputation. You've destroyed a man's life. And this is why for a long time, I mean, when the, when the abuse crisis stuff came out where it was just revealed through the, you know, the, the grand jury stuff. Okay. At that point you're, you're reporting on the news. And at that point, okay, you know, that's happening and, 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 and we're going to comment on it and we're going to shed light on it. And that's useful to the faithful because they got to know if there's wolves in sheep's clothing. Fair enough. But at church Milton, what they, what they did is they, they got addicted to the scandal. They got addicted to the abuse. I remember one year, was it 2020? And uh, it was their Christmas drive. And they were 
doing like a discount on, you know, their whatever 10 part series on the abuse and the bishops or something like that. And I'm like, my goodness gracious, you know, you want to, this is your Christmas drive and you're selling stuff about sexual abuse. Like give your head a shake. What's wrong with you? It's not that it's not important to note, but I'm just saying, whoa, this is a real problem. I mean, your whole identity is in being the exposer of the wicked. And there's a massive temptation in there to turn yourself into a Messiah. There's a massive temptation in there to turn yourself into a savior, to turn yourself into the, to you're on an island. You are the arbiter, the, the judge of what is moral and good. And the problem is, is that uh, if you do that, the devil's going to attack you like crazy because he's going to want you to fall. Also, you're just in a position where if you get anything wrong, you're really harming people. And this is the myth of journalism. Just because something is in the journals does not mean it's ethical. Even if it's conservative, even if it's right-wing, even if it is true, we don't have the right to circumvent the normal means of operating just to bring down somebody we disagree with. Conservatives can be as guilty as communists, even if they're right about morals. If you destroy a man's personal life because you disagree with him, even if he's a bad man, but you just bring to light his sins that are his own, I mean, there's a reason why the church has private confession. Think about that for a second. Just think about that. Every sinner on earth can go to a priest and speak privately. Um, and that there's an actual seal of, of the confessional that is sacrosanct. It cannot be broken under pain of losing the priesthood. You know, you're getting kicked out. Because the anonymity is so important. That is God's will, that our sins remain private. Now, again, when they're part of the public ledger because of various things, and it's part of the public welfare, that's another thing. But when you're constantly trying to unearth another person's sins, obsessively, you are going to sin gravely at some point doing so. You cannot avoid it. And that is the myth of journalism. That's why it is so dangerous to be in this world of investigative journalism in this way as a Catholic. And again, there's a good way to do it. Project Veritas, I know they kind of they kind of screwed the pooch with, with um, O'Keefe, and that wasn't good. Um, but, you know, they got people on record, um, you know, basically exposing the lies of these companies. And, and, and fair game, because, I mean, these people were intentionally deceiving the public. Um, but even there, you can still cross the line. I mean, in fairness to those 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 guys who work for those companies, I mean, these these journalists at uh, Project Veritas, they had to lie to these people. They had to pretend to be gay or whatever to get these gay guys to go on dates with them, things like that. They had to get them drunk. They had, I mean, it's it's pretty messed up what they did. If you're if you're just speaking about general morals, like it's it's pretty messed up with who did what they did. And this is that classic story. Like, are you willing to become a monster to fight a monster? You know, will you become evil to fight evil? This is a temptation you see in Star Wars and Harry Potter and whatever. I'm not recommending Harry Potter. I'm just using an example. Like, will you go to the dark side just to beat the dark side? And then at what point do you become the darkness yourself? And I think what we saw with, uh, what we have seen with Church Milton, is Church Milton has become the darkness in their way that they do journalism. They became the darkness uh, to, in order to expose the darkness. And at that point, you become guilty of the same things or you become guilty of your own things. And we saw it in the way that it devolved with, with, with Voris and Niles and their reporting. You know, back in 17, 18, 19, 
again, some people never liked Forrest because he was very direct. I had never had any problem with his directness. Uh, I'm a very direct man myself. Like, look what I'm saying right now. I think I said I wanted Church Milton to, to be blotted out of history. <laughs> I'm a little bit direct. Um, but, uh, um, you know, after they kind of got their fame as being these investigative reporters, they became like a dog with a bone and they were willing to compromise. Uh, they were willing to just go after people relentlessly with very shoddy journalistic ethics, and they became the darkness, trying to fight the darkness. And that's a temptation for everybody. And it's a temptation for... It's a temptation for uh, viewers and listeners of the news, too. You know, if you're listening to something, news or watching something or whatever, and you find yourself reveling in the information about somebody's private sins, you need to stop. You need to turn that off. Because you are now rejoicing in the sins of another person, and that's really messed up. And we're all guilty of it. And that's the myth of journalism. You know, there's a reason why the church has never taught that there should be some sort of unadulterated freedom of the press. It's not because they want to propagandize. Well, propaganda is good in the, in the traditional sense. There was the propaganda fide, which is, you know, the propagating of the faith. I mean, it's good to propagate true information. Uh, one thing about Alex Jones, as crazy as he is, he is correct. It's an info war, and you got to win that war. Um, it's too bad he coined that phrase because now when you say it, it's going to be, you know, you're going to be associated, uh, but it's true. It is an info war it, and the communists know this. It's an info war. It's Pravda. It's whatever. It's an info war. So, you know, um, the church has always understood though, um, you know, this constant barrage of information that it's impossible to make sure it's always correct. I mean, this is a dangerous game. This is a dangerous game. You know, um, uh, St. Philip Neary, there's a story about him when he was trying to teach a woman about gossip, which is, you know, calumny detraction and why it's so evil. And he told the woman, he said, you know, I want you to go get a chicken for me from the market and bring it back to me. I'm going to use it for supper. And will you please pluck it on the way? And she says, okay, this is weird, but my priest is asking me to do this, teach me a lesson. Fine. She plucks it along the way, walking through the streets of Rome, feathers everywhere, whatever. Probably was a, pro there probably was a lot of that back in those days in Rome with different uh, sanitation systems. Anyway, bringing the chicken back, gets to him, and he says, great, can you put the feathers back? And she goes, that's impossible. And it clicked, and so that's gossip, right? It's impossible to put it back. You can't put the genie back in the bottle, as they say. Pandora's not going to get back in her box. You know, it's a story as old as time. And um, this is a temptation, that is in the press. And this is the myth of journalism. It's not moral. It's not ethical just because it's in print. Even with Hunter Biden, I can't stand Hunter Biden. And granted, there is a, an argument for that being okay, because what we're dealing with is corruption. And if there is corruption in this family that is in charge, and there are back and forth deals between, you know, I get, I get there's definitely a national security problem there. There's, there's, there are ethical problems that can be looked at. But this constant barrage from places like the New York Post of pictures of him with prostitutes and doing drugs and stuff, this is so gravely sinful on their part. To show those pictures, and even to talk about some of it, to be honest, like in the way that they do, it's not good. It's not good. And I can't stand the Bidens. I'm just saying if I was being objective as like a moral theologian, I would have to say there are some major issues with the way people report this stuff. It doesn't matter if they're conservative. Anyway. That's all I'll say about that. I just want to finish with this. I hope Michael Voris's repentance is, 
sincere. I really do. I watched the video that he put out. I, I hope it's sincere. Um, I hope Church Militant, I hope Church Milton closes down. If I'm being honest, I think it's a terrible organization. If it's not going to close down, I hope that they have a radical conversion and they repent and fix all the things that they've done because they are, a, they really are a stain on the Catholic church where they've done things the last few years has to be said. Um, um, and if Michael Voris is not sincere, um, and he's a sociopath, which is possible. I mean, you got to remember he's a professional actor. That's professional journalist, professional media men in the secular world, which he was for many years. They're actors. Um, if he is uh, not sincere and he's like a sociopath, basically, don't be surprised if six months to a year from now, Michael Voris comes out of the monastery, he's all holy, and, you know, he starts his own thing again and everyone gives him a bunch of money because, look, he's, he's reformed, you know. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope he never does media ever again. I hope he goes off to a monastery. I hope he, I mean, he's in his 60s now. Just go retire. Go save your soul. I don't know. Go vol volunteer to feed the homeless for the rest of your life. Do something good. Um, because of what you've done to, to harm so many people. Um, and pray for him. Pray for him either way. If he's sincere, praise God for a true confession and true repentance. If he's insincere, then well, pray even harder because of um, because of, of, of how much more evil that would be. And uh, pray that Church Militant uh, ceases to exist. It's a terrible organization. And if it doesn't cease to exist, pray that it... Um, Pray that it uh, does some good finally and, and, and stop, stops being a stain on the Catholic Church. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have I made my opinion clear? I don't know if I was too ambiguous. As always, let me know what you think in the comments. Oh, by the way, thank you to all my supporters, and, uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. This has been the Kennedy Report. Until next time, God bless.